When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, welcome back from vacation, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, it was much needed. I'm glad to be back, ready to get this going. And we got some wrestling talk for you today, guys. Yes, sir. We actually actually have news to talk about rather than just trying to keep, cap, uh, keep up with match cards. There we go. Right? Remember, anyways... Though we do have a match we'll be discussing here in a little bit too. But first off, let's get into it. AEW has an internal investigation going on with regards to All Out. Uh, the brawl that happened after All Out that led to the suspensions of CM Punk, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, and A Steel. According to the Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez, the investigation is nearing completion and expected to have news on those suspended soon. Of course, there have been rumors that some in the locker room would like to see Punk released by the company as he's been having issues with Adam Page and other members of the Dark Order, thus leading to the brawl um, between Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, CM Punk, and Ace Steel after All Out. Cooper, your thoughts? My thoughts. Mm-mm. Boy, dude. You know, <clears throat> it's kind of hard to be a CM Punk fan now. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, I was I was all in with it, and I was happy that he was back. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you're you're being a prima donna, and uh, you're you're pretty much showing your ass right in front of your boss. Then mm-hmm. you're going backstage, starting shit with people. Not good, dude. Right. And I I'm sorry. I don't care that you held the title for all of what was it. Two days, two weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's been all over social media trying to say that he's still the champion and all this other crap. The two-time AEW champion. He doesn't even deserve that. So, I'm yeah. sorry. But uh, as far as CM Punk goes, he's lost my respect. And I can't say I'm a, a, a fan anymore. I don't I don't support it. So Right. It's unbelievable how... You come back into a company who's trying to establish itself as a top brand to compete with, you know, the juggernaut that is the WWE, whether anybody likes it or not. WWE has remained on top for the very long period of time. It's outshined Impact. It's outshined New Japan Wrestling. It's outshined 
Triple H, Outshine uh, Lucha Underground, whatever you want to do and yeah. say, whatever you may be a fan of, you're still going to be under, you're not going to be top tier like the WWE. AEW is trying to come in, shake that up. WWE was, you know, trying to get former WWE wrestlers to come in because it would help them. Because it would bring in fans from the WWE. Because, you know, a lot of fans were pissed that a lot of people were released. And had, so they were trying to make up for it. I mean, like, hey, that's up. the way to go. That's the yeah. way to go about it, too. And a lot of people were looking forward to the return of Punk. They are like, well, AEW, maybe they'll get Punk. And Punk, you know, ended up coming. But you're not going to come and be top dog and, and demand certain things when you weren't there from the beginning. I can understand him having some issues with some people have he started with AEW when AEW started? I can kind of see that a little bit because you're coming in, you're working your butt off, and then you feel like someone's not doing their part fine because you were there from the beginning. You're sitting there trying to get Colt Cabana off TV. Colt Cabana, if I remember correctly, has been part of the new the Dark Order since the beginning of AEW. Uh, or Dark Order kind of came in a little bit after, but they came... They were probably part of the roster. He was he was a very but, early part of it. Yeah. yeah, he was very early. I mean, you know, for, for me, this is just this is all a bunch of freaking bullshit. Yes, yeah. it's somebody trying to actually just be a, like I said, be a prima donna about it and mm-hmm. trying to kick those weight around like he's the Undertaker or something. You're not gonna be the leader of the locker room if you're gonna run around and say the things you are. Especially right in front of your boss. And then go back and... You know what? Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, they had a right to confront him on this. Yes. It's just as much their company. Right. And uh, not good, dude. Not good. Because they've been there since the beginning. And, you know, the only one that really has has the capability of saying that they're the top guy or leader of the locker room and he hasn't done it, even though we're going to talk about how he stepped up due to this fallout, is Jericho. Yeah. Because Jericho has the name, the talent, and the charisma, and all that, to be yeah. the top guy, because he's been there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Inaugural AEW World Champion. Yep. There was a reason they put the title on him. Do I agree with that reason? Yes and no. I have my thoughts about it. We've all, we have all we don't need to rehash what <laughs> right. I thought. I'm just saying, but I can understand why you did it that way. Yeah. And they went with that route, that's fine. So if anybody has any say of anybody not performing, not doing what they're needing to do, and what that should be done about them, that's Chris Jericho at this point. I could have said Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes was EVP of the company, and he was you know one of the reasons why Tony Khan and him and all this partnership came together to make the company. But we all know Cody Rhodes is now gone. He's with WWE. So that then falls to Jericho, in my opinion, because you know he's there. Yeah. He's been there. You can't sit there and be coming in, acting like that, and expect to be treated with any, you know, relevancy or... And um, not only you know. that, but I feel like he's got kind of gone back on his word. Right. Because I remember when he came into AEW, he was saying, oh, I can't wait to work with all this young talent. I can't mm-hmm. wait to, 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 you know, help bring these guys along and, and help bring this company up. Right. And then he turned around and I work with a bunch of kids and uh, this, this is just stupid. Duh, duh, duh. Right. You can't do that shit. 
You Absolutely. cannot do that shit. It doesn't even matter if you have an opinion about it, especially if you're under contract with them. Mm-hmm. You have to keep your opinions to yourself. Right. And I seen um, a video on social media. It was Triple H talking about uh, the fact that when CM Punk had problems in WWE, mm-hmm. Triple H would try and go to him and say, hey, man, what's wrong? What's going on? Right. And he would always be like, nothing, man. Everything's good. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you're not going to be a man and stand up for what you do or say, because now he's kind of going back going, oh, well, you know, I'm the AEW champion. No, you're not the AEW champion. And a champion should not act that way or be even considered to be, I think he should be stripped of all any titles he's had in that company. Right. I think he should be stripped away from the... WWE should be stripped away from everything wrestling because he's just a prima donna. He's done proving himself to what he is, and obviously he's still butthurt about the situation with WWE because why would he even screw with Cole, Cole Cabana? Right. They were supposed to be friends. Right. So, I mean, it's like you're just showing your true colors and it's bullshit. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on from that yeah. <laughs> a little bit. By yeah. We're going to kind of be there, but we're, we're switching. Yeah, we're switching Anyways. gears a little so, bit. So AEW also had a talent meeting following the fallout from All Out with a press after the press conference and brawl. Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Chris Jericho were the leaders of the meeting. Normally these meetings have not gone over well with the talent on the roster, but coming out of this one, wrestlers came out feeling positive with the direction everything seems to be headed at this point. All three men were very well received, and Jericho, having been there from the beginning, stepped up in a leading role, which helped a lot. This comes from an article on WrestlingInc.com. So, Cooper, what are your thoughts on these three gentlemen taking the lead and rallying rallying the troops, so to speak? Uh, That needed to happen. Yeah. That needed to happen by far. And my hat's off to all of them, because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are saying even that Moxley's not the top guy. I'm sorry, you're a top guy in the company if you're if you're pulling together and doing this. I, I don't care what anybody says, he's a top guy. Right. And so is Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, Chris Jericho. Right. I mean, inaugural champion. Mm-hmm. And uh, for him to stand up and say something after this fallout, it, it means a lot. So. Right. Absolutely. It's a uh, it's a little interesting to see because. I've noticed Moxley, it seemed a little out of character for him to really kind of step up in front of everybody. He plays a good character of being kind of that leaderish type of play. But it seemed like from everything I gathered from outside the ring, he's more reserved, mm-hmm. a little bit more to himself. Yeah. But this, to have him be one of the guys that helps step up in that way really helps, obviously. Uh, Daniel, sorry, Brian Danielson. Say it right. Really? <laughs> My bad. Uh, he's been kind of that guy who will, you know, take charge if he needs to. But he also is one of those who will kind of let let things play out. But he's known to really get into uh, taking over, taking charge if it need be. And of course, we all know that Jericho um, is Jericho, and Jericho will do what Jericho feels is best for the company. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah, I think it was very well played. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so AEW has been holding a Grand Slam tournament to determine the new AEW World Champion because Sam Punk is no longer champion after that fiasco. In the semifinals, John Moxley would battle Sammy Guevara for a shot at the finals. Uh, 
Moxley would advance. In the other semifinals match, it would be the American Dra- Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on the Wizard, Jer- Chris Jericho, with the winner would face Moxley at this week's Dynamite. Uh, Danielson and Jericho had a huge back-and-forth bat- uh, battle that eventually ended with Danielson advancing to take on Moxley next uh, on the next di- uh, Dynamite for the AEW World Champion, though both will need to be on high alert because MJF will be lurking uh, next Dynamite as well. I'm excited about this, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best part of this is you move on as a company. Right. And you, you the show must go on. And uh, either one of these guys, no matter who it is that takes championship, they can lead that locker room. So yeah, absolutely. It is funny because I've been seeing a lot of posts recently, especially if Punk ends up leaving AEW, whether on his own or if he's just let go. Um, with the fallout that's going to happen there, uh, this could be the third time in three different decades that Brian Danielson has taken over as champion of that company that he's left. Ring of Honor, WWE, and now possibly AEW. Would that be awesome, interesting? Dude. Would that be interesting? That's awesome. Three different decades, three different companies, and, and the next champion right after. And really, it shows you. It shows you the type of person uh, Brian Danielson is. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that that's that's good on his resume. And uh, this whole fiasco with. With Sam Punk, I hope he fades off into the darkness and no one has to hear or listen to his bullshit anymore. Right. I know there's a lot of people out there that still, you know, maybe maybe support him, but I'm sorry. It's unmoralistic for me to think that that, that you should actually support someone that, that does the things he's, he's doing. Right. So... Absolutely. All right, next up, we have some Malachi Black update. Yes. Made his first appearance since AEW's all-out pay-per-view. He won a match against Kid Bandit for the Pomona, California's Prestige Pro Wrestling um, Company. After the match, Black uh, got on the mic to address the crowd and his fans. He noted that his plans on he plans on taking time to recalibrate his life, which could be a few months of time. Uh, he did promise that this was not a goodbye, but more of a we'll see you, um, see you soon. Also, neither he nor AEW have confirmed reports that he was actually released after it was reported that he made the request for, for release prior to All Out. There is speculation that AEW has granted Black some time away from the company instead. And then I did also see him do an interview recently that he was a little upset that it got out because he thought he had a private conversation with officials with AEW about his mental health um, when it comes to that because he's a very private person. Yeah, so. man. I think that when it comes to... Like, you and I have both talked about this. KFAB needs to come back. Yeah. Um, I understand the internet gives a lot of a lot of room for, for good news and speculation, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, when people want things private or they want to keep it private, I think it's in the... In the company's best interest and that superstar's best interest to keep it the way they want it. Absolutely. Because it, it can tarnish a person's career when they come back to, like, say, you know, let's look at uh, Lars Sullivan, for example. Mm-hmm. That guy had problems with mental health, bipolar, whatever, and he kind of faded into the black. And I bet you it's because of the fact 
of everybody knowing so quickly about what was going on with him that it's kind of like, you know, I mean, when things like that go on, you don't want it to be out there for everybody to know. If you want right. to be that, if you want to be that pioneer and put it out there, cool. But if not, keep mm-hmm. it, keep it private. Uh, sir. All right, so WWE made a huge announcement for the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Roman Reigns will put his titles on the line against Ro- uh, Logan Paul. I don't know why I almost said Rogan Paul. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, anyways, Logan Paul has been looking for his next big WWE moment, and he finally has it as he'll take on the Tribal Chief for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. One may argue that Paul has not done enough to earn such a match, but of course WWE will always try to put marquee names into the Saudi pay-per-views to get a mu- as much money out of it as possible. This could also be a potential squash match to get Roman through another pay-per-view without it meaning much in the grand scheme of the WWE's future plans for their big-time title holder. Cooper, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's really all it is. Is it, It's a it's a money-getter. Yeah. Um, I don't think that for a second that Logan Paul is going to beat Roman Reigns. Uh, I don't think that he deserves the title shot, but... Like you said with Saudi, they they like to have that big marquee match. So there yeah. you go. Right, uh, they're just gonna try to get as many big name people into a pay per view as they can to make it worth their and time and effort to go what, over to Saudi. What irritates me though is is they don't even care if it's good. They they, they really don't. It's like when we watch The Undertaker. Yeah. The Undertaker and Goldberg. Yeah. That was a match that was 10 years too late. But uh, but that's besides the point. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it, it's just the way it's going to be. And, of course, there's rumors circulating already that, um, you know, Goldberg will be there for another match for because that's basically how they have it set up. And there's also the possibility that Lesnar might be there for a match too. So we'll just see what happens. Right. They're not supposed to be facing each other. That was not the thing. I was just saying I've heard. That they're both probably making an appearance. Yeah, I think the only thing that irritates me with it is because it's like, like, dude, what the? Oh, it's just because they want to make sure a lot of Saudis attend and make the money. And I know need. a lot of a lot of fans and a lot a lot of fans are irritated with this too. And I I'm one of them. I don't think that Logan Paul at all should be. Going against Roman Reigns. I don't he's see how you go from the... He's not. He's not even yeah. a wrestler. He's had. Two matches, that doesn't really make you a risk. Yeah. Anyways. What is it like two matches, right? Two or three? Two, th- I think three. So. Yeah. And really going from The Miz to Roman is just. Yeah. Just Good luck. Yeah. Anyway, so there was a report that WWE has considered inducting Vince McMahon into their Hall of Fame at next year's WrestleMania weekend. However, there are some grumblings that it may be too soon to honor McMahon after stepping down in disgrace and what was discovered that he had been paying a woman hush money to cover up an affair that also involved John Laurinaitis. It'll be interesting to see what WWE ends up doing in regards to McMahon's induction, whether it be this year or waiting a few years to let the incident die down so that it won't be so controversial. Cooper, your thoughts? I think either way it's controversial. Um, Oh, pretty much, yeah. Um, and you're going to have people that are going to be butthurt either way. Yeah. So, but I, I don't know. I, I do think it's a little too soon to be throwing him right into the Hall of Fame. Uh, even though, yes, he's the reason why WWE and wrestling as a whole is what it is today. Absolutely. But, uh, 
it, it's too soon right now. Yeah. So if if this had came out and he retired without this coming out before he retired, because basically he retired because of this situation. Yeah. If it came out, then you could probably get away with it. Like, oh, well, what happened here? He can't. He was doing this while he was chairman. Well, okay, but he's retired now. You could probably get away with it, or maybe wait a year, maybe two, just to make sure. But because that's the reason why he stepped down, eh, that you might want to maybe go maybe like how the actual Hall of Fames do it. Maybe give him a five-year window to wait. And my, that my still thing, might be too soon, but... And my thing is with the WWE, it's like, you guys are having Hall of Fames every year. The difference is, is, you know, like with football, baseball, basketball, all that... There are so many players out there that you could do. Yeah. Wrestlers, just kind of like space it out a little bit. Right. I mean, the where I come we're into run the, out of people to put in there. Where I can came in, maybe they need to consider just doing what the profession, actual true professional sports hall of fames do, and put actual weights. I know there's some legends that obviously because they started their hall of fame so much later than some of the actual sports did. That you can't really wait because they've been, they're either not with us or they're not going to be with us much longer. I understand that. So do the legends. Yeah. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love The Undertaker. You didn't need to put him right into the Hall of Fame. Nope. Even though we all know he was going to be there eventually. But that's the thing. We know he's going to be there eventually. You just didn't need to do it the very next year. Yeah, because I think the buildup for it would have been fun, dude. Yeah. I, I, you could have even gave him the five years and then just let him start, like, within that, like, year, like, building up, making him have, like, like weird, like, appearances, like, or spots, like, his gong music just goes off for some reason, because you're hinting at his return, but it's for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, but it's you, also you it's a great way to pop, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The pop would be crazy. You know, you see him and you're like, whoa, there's like his silhouette like walks across the stage or something like that. It'd just be fun. Yeah. It'd be a great way to have done it. But, you know, that's just us. All right. And our final one. With their respective recoveries go well, there is a report that Orton and Cody Rhodes, as as well as Big E, could be in in line to return at WWE's pay-per-view, the Royal Rumble. All three wrestlers have been out with major injuries. Of course, Orton's back injury... Rhodes' pectoral, and then, of course, the almost career-ending neck injury for Big E. That near, and it also could have paralyzed him. Luckily, none of that happened for him. Yeah. Uh, and the Rhodes and um, Orton injury can happen almost around the same time. Big E, we all know, was in, uh, injured in earlier this year. And uh, so, thank God he's on his road to recovery. Um, of course, Orton has been out with a back injury that um, he needs as much time to heal because his finisher requires them to land on his back. Yeah. As we all know, the RKO um, requires a landing on the back. So any extra time for him to heal will be beneficial for him. Rhodes' recovery time lines up with a return at the Rumble, as we all know. And then, of course, Big E's potential return at the Rumble just means he's made great strides after that horrific accident. Now, it is reported that um, Big E and Orton could return sooner than the Rumble, 
But to me, honestly, I think the more healing time you have, the better. It's better just to go ahead and let them be yeah. quote-unquote surprise entrance at the Rumble. Yeah, come back at a marquee pay-per-view. Yeah. That, to me, makes more sense than even... I, I know people like the Survivor Series. I mean, it might be cool for them to come back then, but I, I, I doubt it. I think <coughs> that the Rumble is the best time for them to come back. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited, dude. This is good for WWE because, uh, you know, I mean, Randy Orton is Randy Orton. And right. Cody Rhodes, I was waiting to see... <coughs> Where they were going to go with this because I literally thought, okay, he's going to the top because, you know, you're taking the guy from AEW and bringing him in and you're going to you're gonna shoot him right to the, to the main event. That's basically so, where I think everybody knew that was kind of going until the injury. Yeah. So I think that's basically where it was. But now, but now, like you said, like you said last, well, not last week, but the week before when we did this mm-hmm. wrestling talk. The whole, you know, uh, Triple H and Cody Rhodes factor. It could make for an interesting, interesting storyline. So, and Big E, Big E needs to come back, and they need to put a title on him. Yeah, right away, man. It would, it would be. And if it's coming back with the New Day, and we'll give them the New Day tag titles, yep. knocking off the Bloodline, whatever. That that's fine. Even if he's just walking out there being their manager, I mean, I'm happy to see him back, and happy to see yep. him moving and grooving and. And being Big E, because, I mean, that was scary for everyone. And I know I know it upset a lot of people, so. I, lo- I loved it. I saw I saw a TikTok video um, from WWE that had a backstage, and it was before the incident, of course. Um, and it was Big E and uh, Goldberg talking. And Goldberg was, t- you know, telling Big E how much he enjoyed watching him wrestle and um, he's like basically saying that he's basically now kind of like the Goldberg of WWE. Not in the, you know, of course, he's not going to get the win streak match, whatever. All yeah. That stuff. But just saying he's like that powerhouse that's in the sh- mold of, you know, Goldberg. And he's basically feeling like he's passing the torch on to Big E, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I seen that video. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. And uh, it just goes to show the respect from even the legends that Big E has. Oh, yeah. That, you know, I mean, I enjoyed his title run. I don't like the way they ended it, just like I didn't like the way they ended Kofi's. But right. um, I think that uh, he is main event material, and I'd like to see him back in that title hunt. Because uh, I think if anybody could really take on Roman, Big E's one of them. Yeah, so. he's one of the few that you can really see actually challenging Roman because of the way they've had him... I had Roman basically destroy everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically him, uh, Drew, maybe Sheamus. Oh, dude, Sheamus and, all day. Dude. And that's about it. <laughs> Sheamus is crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see him back in the title hunt because he, he's, just, he's just brutal, dude. Because I think it would be fantastic and a great um, psychological warfare. Just give me Randy Orton against Roman. Yeah. Come on. This right? is the psychological warfare. Right? He needs to come back and do something like that. Cause, yes. I mean, heck, he, he could have a chance to to surpass Ric Flair. That would be cool. Right. See Randy Orton do it. Right. I mean, because they only allowed Cena to tie. They yeah. didn't let him pass, but they allowed him to tie. But, I mean, think about it. Randy Orton was a part of evolution. Yeah. 
He was the young guy. He was the youngest reigning world champion mm-hmm. there for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, to see him actually get that marquee title. I mean, hell, for a long time, I thought it was going to be Triple H. Well, I everybody mean, thought of Triple H. Because Triple H was just, he always had the title. And if he didn't have the title, it wasn't long before he got it again. So, yeah. I, I think it was Triple H's quad and knees just started yeah. going too soon on him. You notice after that last quad injury, you know, he started really working with Sean to kind of make sure he wasn't always in a ring at all the time. You know I mean? he was They were doing the DX stuff just so he can kind of have a break from taking shots to the knees and oh, yeah. falling down, possibly re-injuring him and his poor quad. I mean, Jesus, that quad, I don't know. I'm surprised it's not um, spaghetti strings just sitting I there. I can tell there. you, man, quad surgery is nothing to play with. I've yeah. had it. Yeah, I know. And it hurts, man. Yeah. And to actually come back and do all the stuff that he does. Right. Or did, it was crazy. That's right. And, uh... Uh, I'm glad he's okay, though, after his little debacle with his heart. so Right. And uh, I'm glad to see him taking WWE to new heights. Right, absolutely. It, it really is. It, it's a, a fresh change. I like it. Yes, so. sir. All right. So I think that would do it for us for Sports Talk tonight with Wrestling Talk. It was fun. It was. It was entertaining. Um, you know, we... Didn't go completely soapbox, which is surprising. <laughs> that will be for tomorrow when we do football talk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Yeah. I, I managed to not talk about our pro teams. We still talk ducks and gators, but we're not talking the pro teams. Because, my God, I swear to God, my pro team is trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. The gators. Um, also trying to kill us. I, I just. I, I'm. I'm. Same, not same not understanding Mark. why people are so hyped about this win this past week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah. I'm a little irritated with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> but anyway, so that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we will be doing football talk, and we'll be doing it live. Yes. That is our live episode this week. So, that will do on it. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube and on Facebook. Yep. So that So, that will do it for us here tonight. And as always... Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalkwitcooperinbigman. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. 
all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 